Today's episode is sponsored by Dansoft Gamers. Dansoft Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone sets, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smartwatches, and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.dansoftgamers.co. That is www.dansoftgamers.co. So I woke up at 4 a.m. You know, it's different time zones in the U.S. So now it's like eight yeah. eight 8.30. And I was mm. like, oh my gosh, I have a recording at 8. And I woke up <laughs> at 7.30. Because I usually like to what? wake up an hour early to get ready. And I woke up at 7.30. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm late. So I say rushing and um, yeah. trying to get everything together. So yeah. when I, I, I got in and you're not in here, it was kind of like a plus for me on the other side but <laughs> like a blessing in disguise kind yeah of. i set even the alarm but because i was in a noisy place yeah music and stuff so i think when my alarm like rang mm-hmm. i didn't hear anything and just when i remembered i'm like oh my god it's already four that's when you called yeah yeah but i'm so sorry about that Mujebale, mujebale, mujebale. My name is Bane Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Gold Talk Show. So how that are you doing? Sense. I'm good. Yeah. I'm really good. I'm not that, complaining. That, that is good. That is good. Oh, I like when people... I'm doing good too. Um, I can't complain much. Life is good. Yeah. That's good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to start with when I'm talking to you was to mention how humble you are. Like, that that sticks out to me. Like, I love that, you know. Um, You know, many people nowadays, when Mm. they get 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, (laughs) like, you can't even, you can't even say a word to them, like, you know, (laughs) but talking to you and um, chatting with you, it, you were so humble. And I want my listeners to know that first away. Um, Thank you so much. So I really appreciate that. And thanks for being who you are. And that's, that's good. Thank you. And also thank you for appreciating to have me like in this yeah. beautiful show. Yeah, I don't take it for granted. Do you mind uh, sharing your name? to my listeners uh, before we get started. My name is Akech Joywini. I'm from Tororo and I'm a Japadola. Japadola. Actually, you know what's funny? I'm glad you mentioned yeah. it. My sister-in-law. She oh, is uh, nice. Melon Adong. That's my sister. Oh, Adong. Adong, Melon. And she's a twin. What's the other name of the twins? Ate- Apeo. Apio. Yeah, her twin. Yeah. He's a twin. So her Apio, mm. Melissa. And they mm. used to live in, oh. in Tebe. So that's crazy. It, yeah, among uh in Dopadola, because the the people are Japadolas, right? Yeah. Then the language is Dopadola. Dopadola. So in Dopadola, twins are called root. root. <laughs> so one funny like thing. Like a root. <laughs> one funny thing I need to share with you. When my brother was introducing her, my sister-in-law, the, his wife, yeah. Yeah. on the introduction day, they had a Jap anthem, and they made oh. my brother oh. sing it. Oh! <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was laughing. He knew um, the lyrics. They practiced, because my, my oh, sister-in-law told him, pra- hey, they're going to make you sing that. That's a must. You're going to have to oh. sing it. So it was funny to see them. I wasn't there. That's a bummer. I was yeah. there at the wedding, but I was I was just watching on Zoom uh, yeah. introduction. So in the in our conversation, there's a lot of people that are gonna come up that yeah. have been on my podcast that I think you yeah. you've been in, in touch with in different parts of your mm. journey. But before we go into your story, I always like to know a little background of somebody. Like, you know, you just meet somebody. Like a lot of us see you on Instagram. I was like, I mean, some of the things you share about your personal life. So we get to know bits and bits. 
but that's what I want to do on the podcast. We just get to know somebody be, without like when we see you on yeah. Instagram, at least the listeners know, oh, we had this. And there's some things people don't know about you that they would judge, but they don't. <laughs> so where were you born and where did you grow up? Okay, so I was born in Tororo. That's the far east of Uganda. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the second question? <laughs> Where were you born and where you grew and up? Where did so, I grow up? Yeah. Uh, where I grew up from. So I was born in Tororo, the eastern part of Uganda, but I was raised in Kampala okay. because that's where like, school was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so born in Tororo, raised in Kampala. Okay. Um, wow. What schools did you go to, like primary, secondary, and if you did university? Okay, so for primary school, I went to so many schools, that's for sure, like seven schools. But the one that I really did my primary living examinations at is called Bukasa Primary School. Mm-hmm. And then secondary school, I went to Tororo Girls School. That's the whole of that both ordinary level and yeah. advanced okay. level and then university i went to makere university okay. yeah what did you That's study right. at university so at university i did a bachelor's of education okay of so are, you a teacher, are you a teacher now english and english yeah so i'm a professional teacher mm-hmm. uh just that i'm not doing it like practically in class right okay. now yeah, yeah. that's the, but, that's funny you're the second person i've interviewed on the podcast that did actually mm-hmm. teaching all the way oh, and they qualified yeah. but they're not doing oh. that actually yeah the episode was coming out uh last mm-hmm. yeah um, they did teaching but they didn't practice that they ended up doing something else and oh. it's it, it's it's funny so one of the videos you did mm-hmm. And yeah. we'll talk to those content later, but I want to point it out <laughs> so that it makes sense at this time. Yeah. When you did like how our parents went to school, like clear, yeah. it was funny. <laughs> I died. I was laughing. I laughed because it really made sense. And like for us who grew up in Africa, yeah. we can relate a lot. Yeah. yeah it also exactly. helps like to create awareness to other people who didn't grow up in Africa. Yeah. But in some exactly. way you mentioned that's the school you went to. Yes. The the clip. What school was yeah. that? So that school is called Katerema Primary School. Okay. It's in Tororo. Mm. One of the seven schools I went to. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like in my primary five. So seven yeah. schools you went to in primary. Does that mean yeah. you went to a different school every year? Because <laughs> it's uh... literally every two terms yeah. I would change to a different school. What was the reason? So mainly the reason, most of the reason was financial and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So every time we moved from, because we kept shifting, mm-hmm. moving from one place to another within Kampala, but we yeah. just kept shifting from one house to another because of like different reasons, but mm-hmm. mostly financial. So yeah. every time after like two terms, I literally leave my report there. <laughs> I really never go to sports, like in primary school. So every time I went to a different school, they'll give me an interview. Mm-hmm. And then I would somehow pass and yeah. then stay in the class that I was in or be promoted, like, or to the class I was promoted to. So that's how I went to seven schools. That's, that's, <laughs> pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I know the situation wasn't cool at the time. Mm-hmm. Different reasons yeah. why you're moving. But yeah. the, the thing, like, you're able to go to another school and then take an interview. Yes, I, was... I personally enjoyed mm-hmm. it, honestly. Like, yeah, it's when I grew up that I kind of saw the reasons why I kept changing schools. Yeah. But at that time, I felt it was super cool, like, going to different schools every <laughs> two times. I always wanted to go to different schools because when my teachers would yeah piss me off or make me mad i'll go home like i don't (laughs) like this school i want to go to a different school but yeah i never did and when i was gonna change a different school i was scared of interviews like i was nervous like i'm that kid that doesn't want to take tests please (laughs) i would pass but what you go through to do those i I don't want to go through that oh my 
for sure for a child. <laughs> so, I don't mm. know if you've told us the reason why you didn't mm. practice teaching and what did you choose after that? What was the reason you didn't go to teaching as a profession and what did you so, resolve? Yeah, I actually taught because I graduated and then taught for about a year. Okay. Yeah, real practice. And teaching isn't uh, a profession that, let's say, I abandoned. No, it's something I loved okay. because I could have chosen anything else, but I still chose like to go study education. So it's something I really loved. Mm-hmm. But I also love modeling. Yeah. And I really I didn't do modeling in the earlier ages. As you know, like the fashion industry here is growing. Mm-hmm. It's just like starting to really grow. But like five to four years back, it was really hard for like someone to say it out loud that I want to be a model. I don't want to go to school. Mm-hmm. Your parents would think you've gone crazy. So I had to finish school and then become a teacher, have like a profession as someone was at the HT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also for me, because I loved it. I my mom is a teacher, so I growing up uh, seeing her teach was something that was really beautiful, seeing how kids grow up and they loved her and changing their lives. So it was always at the back of my mind that oh I would love to be a teacher as well. So when I got an opportunity to be a model, after like I had finished like my degree, I had taught for about a year, and then an opportunity came through. And this opportunity, by the way, came like in a very, <laughs> in a situation that was just so messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, like a blessing in disguise, I should say. Yeah. Worked in this private school for about some time and they weren't paying us for like three months, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very funny story. But I decided to be like, no, like me and my best friend just one evening at school, like seated by the, you know, the resting chairs and they're like, you know what? What are we doing here exactly? Mm-hmm. Yes, we love the fact that we get to share beautiful moments with these children, inspire them. But bills need to be paid. Yeah. Let's quit. <laughs> Just like that. I went to my classes mm-hmm. and then I told the kids, you know what? Um, I will be leaving, but just know I care for you guys. Yeah. And I would like to go pursue my other dreams and hope to see you guys somewhere someday. How did the kids feel? <laughs> oh, they were so sad. Yeah. Like, Kids are very like once they get attached to you, yeah. it's they'll feel sad. They'll really feel sad. But then I had to do it. I looked at it as a way of because I always told them in their classes, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you have to wake up and pay attention. You have to go for your dreams. So I was like a sacrificial lamb, mm-hmm. <laughs> lamb at that particular moment. Yeah, even when. I didn't know how it was going to work out. So that's how I gave a break to teaching after a year. And it so happened like those, I don't know, as though the universe and God were just waiting for me to leave school Mm -hmm. so that I can be like, okay, there is also an opportunity. This dream can still be awakened. This modeling dream can be awakened. So I looked up for like, modeling opportunities and that's when there was like the air brands fashion show awards mm-hmm. and kampala fashion week and that's how i met my agent okay. and the dream started so that's how i transitioned from teaching to modeling okay so um so you who is your agent now in uganda yeah yeah it's joram muzira so you know why i asked you that because it's funny because yeah my wife saw your con my wife is american but yeah. she loves your content and she was on instagram oh. and she was like bunny you need to interview this you oh. need to interview this lady. so she was like you <laughs> need to interview her you need to oh. so she reached out and she asked mm-hmm. you and then she connected me to you 
but which yeah. is it, I was born in Uganda and I grew up in Uganda mm-hmm. and that's why I said the podcast to interview my friends yeah. and family people in Uganda to listen to their stories and other people to listen to their stories so yeah. when I got to interview you but the day she requested you I had just recorded a podcast with Joram so oh. I, had, I recorded with Joram on, on the podcast oh. mm. uh, and the way I got to Joram was I recorded a podcast with Oliver Nakakande oh <laughs> Oliver connected me to Joram, and then Joram. Yeah. so and then like I have a question I ask people at the end of the podcast which I'm going to ask you yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I just say so you can be thinking about it on the back of your head. But at the end of yeah. the podcast, I ask people, who would you like to recommend to be a guest on my podcast next? Oh. So then that's how I build my connections to find people. Oh. To on the podcast. <laughs> so I think I'm sure somewhere a juror yeah. recommended you actually to be on the podcast. Oh. Oh. The problem, what happened Ew. with the podcast was... <laughs> We had some audio issues that happened. That's why the podcast oh. is not yet out um, with oh. him. But we had some oh. audio that happened and affected yeah. our recording. But yeah, I wanted to give yeah. you just a flashback on, on how ah. you that. And then I saw somewhere that you were part of uh, Jerome or your job uh, yeah. foundation and modeling. So I had that to ask you about that. Yeah. But I'm glad yeah. you, you shared all that out. Um, and then how what have you benefited from modeling and what are some of the things you you've you've loved about it? So I've loved so many things, but if I could highlight like three things, it has exposed me to the outside world. And that exposure has come with intense appreciation of where I come from. Maybe some of the things I see about Africa that I see about home. I wouldn't have seen them if I wasn't exposed to the outside world. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that about modeling. You get to travel a lot and yeah. get to be exposed. And then also financially, the income. Yeah. <laughs> you, had to take a lo- you, know, you had to take a long pause there. <laughs> I know, eh? because I was like, should I say it or not? <laughs> <laughs> anyways but like it's far better than uh the teaching salary i would get yeah. you get so i'm super grateful for that and then also the fact that i get to inspire so many young girls and boys out there to believe in their dreams and that's actually also very very dear to me when someone tells me hey joy i love what you're doing i'm also inspired to work hard towards my dream so that's also one thing that modeling has helped me with which i'm super grateful for so that's that's pretty good that's pretty good especially when you mention about uh other kids looking up to you and Mm. appreciating what you do and like by you living your dream it helps them to achieve the dream like if somebody else is doing that um yeah i don't know if people on my podcast are tired of me sharing about my dream because every time somebody shares about their dream i relate to that and i talk about that at least every episode i think it's because like but like i share about how i love to do work on airplanes which is my job now like i'm an airplane mechanic and some of my Mm. friends back in uganda send me benny Every time I see you around the airplane, I've never been um, in one, but it makes me feel like I'm, my chances are closer to get to an airplane or you know, something. So yes. that keeps me going too. And I love yeah. that. Oh, and, and sharing, like, let's say your dream coming true never ends because maybe someone else didn't watch the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Or even someone did watch but didn't get it the way they'll get it mm-hmm. this time. It, or, it's just like emphasizing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, you mentioned about helping you mm. to travel, and I've seen some pictures yeah. where you've been in different places uh, through your travels. Um, and that brings me to you getting up, like you talked about that, like getting to see different worlds, getting to see different. Yeah. And that comes with a lot of things. Yeah. Like even yeah. us who left Uganda and come to the United States, it helps us to grow and learn, like mm-hmm. not being in just one place. 
Mm-hmm. But that comes with a lot of things. And that leads yeah. me to your Instagram content that you do. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, before I share my side, I want to, how did you get to start doing that kind of content? And it's fun. Uh. I look at it, I laugh. Every time you put out content, I think I'm one of your biggest fans. Ever since I discovered you, you and discovered your pod, your page, I watch those videos. I relate to each one of them like a hundred percent and I laugh. How did yes. you get to start doing that? So somehow like knowing that there's so much more to Africa than the outside world knows. Mm-hmm. And I know some people ask the questions out of genuine curiosity, but some people ask out of rudeness mm-hmm. and it in being curious. So the reason I started that, because every time I left abroad and came back home, I saw so many beautiful things. Like I started like to see home in a different perspective. I felt like I was tired of justifying to the outside world the things that we have that looks like them. Yeah. Like, oh no, we do have skycrappers. And I felt like we are competing with to be who we are not. Mm-hmm. You get. I felt like justifying that when someone asks you, "Oh, do you sleep on trees?" <laughs> now and like thinking about the fact that you're trying to you're sitting down with someone and say, yeah. "Oh, no, we don't have trees. We actually don't sleep in caves." I saw that the weight of trying to justify and explain instead blocks people's minds to discover more mm-hmm. about Africa. It makes them lazy and it makes them feel like we aren't proud of who we are. Yeah. Something like that. So that kind of awakened like that desire to just be proud of Africa. If they think we sleep in caves well and good, so what? If they if they think we dine with lions, okay, so we dine with lions, so what? Mm -hmm. So what happens if we dine with lions? Are you going to come and kill us because we dine with lions? So that kind of thing like just that's how it started. Like just letting us be us. Mm -hmm. And not having to justify anything about us because not that we do <laughs> sleep in caves and stuff, yeah. but the fact that like in this dot-com era, the Google, the Facebook, the TikTok, and the fact that I'm in America or I'm in any other continent with someone. Yeah. And you're asking me that kind of question I find it kind of rude, right? Mm -hmm. And also just trying to intimidate me as Africa. Nothing good that comes from Africa. So the more we justify, the more I felt like justifying that, like, oh, no, don't do that. It made me lose my power as an African. Mm -hmm. I felt it made me feel less authentic. It's like I'm trying to deny myself not in a way of accepting what they think is right, which is wrong, but just accepting me and accepting Africa for who she is and letting people that don't know about Africa do the homework and that go is, do the research. That is, <laughs> that is a, a good point. And I, I like the way you put it because I've had mm-hmm. different bits and bits of people. To, we talk about this when I host different people. Right? We talk about... Yeah. Like when I hold somebody who is in America from Uganda, what mm. they've gone through, share the experience. Yeah. And mm. you made a, we made a good point. Like it's, I'm glad like some people don't think we, we notice these things, but mm. us who live here, like completely live yeah. here, we do not. And some people genuinely ask to know, like you've mentioned that, <laughs> but then others will just ask to either offend you or to make mm-hmm. you mad or to disrespect you. And exactly. I remember seeing some of those those uh, things mm. that I've gone through with other people, like somebody um, mm. 
thinking like when you grew up in Africa, you don't know anything. Like somebody had to to, to ask me if I've ever used a refrigerator. Somebody asked me if I've no. I didn't even know what they, I'm They literally teach you like I got to sorry to cut you short. No, you good. I got to like Airbnb mm-hmm. um, modeling Germany. Yeah. And then I go to that Airbnb and I meet the host. The host will literally want to teach me how to switch on the bow. <laughs> do it. So I just don't know. And somehow you're just like, okay, okay. Yeah. So like that really, like they think there's totally, I don't know. I like you like- come from... <laughs> I feel like it's easier when people say, hey, if you have any questions, let me know. Yeah. But don't, you know, like that, that would be easy. Like if I don't know how to switch on a bulb, I'm going uh-huh. oh, to ask. Because yeah. yeah, obviously there are some bulbs like these American people mm. have that you've never seen. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. even know okay. bulb comes mm. on like that. But mm. leave the person to figure it out. Or like, mm. let me know if you have any questions about anything. And then mm. if I can't figure out how to turn on the ball. But there are some obvious things that you see. Yeah, the obvious ones. And I have no, like some people just know that they want to to just push a button. Yes. I've, I've also shared that there's another thing where they think we grew up in third world countries that we can't do anything. Like exactly. I've already shared about, and I have an episode <laughs> here about my, um, career that I work on airplanes yeah i grew up in uganda we didn't have airplanes when i was mm. growing up and we had never i'd never been on a plane till i was like 21 yes but like when i get to america and i have the same certification an american does and we work in the same building that means i did the same training that I mm-hmm. but they think <laughs> like oh you grew up in a third world country how can you even fix airplanes or like yeah. like I'm here? I, I interviewed for the job, I got the same certification, but because you're from Africa, they think Yes. I think they literally expect us to come, let's say, to another continent dressing in hides. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe we should be <laughs> dressing in hides and whole like make that grand entrance so that they don't have any more questions so that they get what they want and they say okay now what next (laughs) there's another question they usually ask sometimes you you ask yourself why are they asking me that like how did you get here like how did did I get oh I came and this reminds (laughs) me of uh, the one content you just did about uh, traveling on a zebra like you have to go (laughs) on a zebra like oh yeah it's Christmas season and how did you come up with that one actually just since i have the opportunity to talk with you i just want to know how you came up with that content i know like sometimes these questions get so hilarious Mm -hmm. and i even don't know how like these answers come about because if someone asks you okay how do you travel right Mm -hmm. someone asks you how do you travel like okay we do travel on we do we do we do travel on zebras mm-hmm. and maybe ostriches yeah. since they are very fast. They run very fast. Mm-hmm. So that's how we <laughs> we travel to get to that other side. Mm-hmm. Because they, they are going to ask, okay. And some people may think it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Some people may think it's true. So somehow like the... I don't know how they come about really, but you know, like as Africans, we just have this sense of humor. Like it just comes gracefully. You mm-hmm. don't even think about it. Yeah. Most of the videos I literally should just <laughs> say the question and then give the answers. Yeah. And you know, some of them, like when I'm home with my family in the village, mm-hmm. like there are questions I read to them. And even the youngest one has like the fastest answers. Mm-hmm. Now, like for the phones, I yeah. told them like, I want to know like how we get phones. In <laughs> and the first thing someone says, you, they, okay, we get them in the well. Mm-hmm. And then the others say, oh, we, we dig them out. We dig yeah. them out. And so you find that like there's that graceful sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to call it. It just comes like so easily and mm-hmm. in a way that you don't want to be make someone mad. 
Yeah. But still get your point. Yeah. It just makes them look nuts. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> like a question mark there. Yeah. And somebody will think you will look somebody will look at it and they're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty stupid. I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> Exactly. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But that's that's funny. Um, I also got one of those questions, and, and then I they actually... can come back to you and be mad, right? Yeah. I <laughs> like one of the guys was when I was working somewhere, and I know they were just messing with me to get me mad or something. The guy said, yeah. "Hey, you. When you wake up, you have lions in your backyard, and like, <laughs> so like you you." you know how people have dogs and like oh you just grew up it's like yeah i actually killed a lion i was like oh you did i was like yeah i killed a lion uh with a spear we have spear in the house so i just went outside yeah. I opened the door and this lion was just sitting there and then i just stabbed yeah. it and the guy <laughs> the guy tells him do you have proof I was like what kind of proof oh like, like pictures or something and then i I told him like, yeah, we took it on a like a film camera. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you guys didn't have phones. So I say, <laughs> he, he said you should bring me the the video, the the picture when you come into work next the the, the following mm -hmm. day. And I forgot it because I was lying. But um, the guy was like, yeah. So I came in and everybody in the whole building believed I killed a lion with a spear. And I just took a picture on Google. <laughs> I found a picture on Google of like those safaris and I just, yeah, yes. this is me right here. And I told him like he has to take a week to send the yes. to send a picture to here because they think um, huh? like we can't send anything to America or anything. No, exactly. <laughs> no internet, no nothing. Like we are, we are somewhere in the Garden of Eden, no houses. No. <laughs> I just want to um, point out this one yeah. I wrote it as a quote and I got it from your page. Yeah. That, you know, here is to help you see a different perspective of Africa. And that's what pretty yeah. much your content is about. And to the listeners yeah. who are listening who don't know what you do, Kate Joy, when it does um, um, mm. content about Africa and most of the stuff we're talking about here, about getting you familiarized with Africa. Because a lot of people have this knowledge of Africa that they see in movies or like, bad homes and all that but yes. he says this land africa is not perfect i know yeah. but mm. so are other continents in the world the world's yeah. need to intentionally research if not to travel if not travel to africa and stop having a clouded view of this powerful land i loved that when i read that because like a lot of people need to to hear that yes thank you Thank you so much. But I also love the one yeah, we kind of covered it. But how do you mm. get uh, Wi-Fi mm. signal there, and then you climb up a tree and got a mango and so it, this is how I, <laughs> I was like, I need to share this to all my friends here. And like, if people ever ask me those stupid questions, I'm just gonna send them to your page. It's like, go share <laughs> answers for those. Here's the answers for that. <laughs> But uh, before I leave your Instagram, um, you put out a content to thank all your followers and people. Your Instagram mm. has grown. It's really good content. I'm your number one fan, too. I know I've just joined you. it, but thank I really love it. I'm there to stay. I'll, even, if, even if everybody else leaves, I'll, I'll, I'll stay. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate Yeah, It means um, a lot. Mm -hmm. On top of your... Uh, mm. Instagram, you also share the things you do, and you have a scripture on there, Romans 10 9. Um, I don't want to yeah. put you on a spot, but like I have a scripture on my personal page too that really means a lot to me. Uh, Proverbs 16 9. I, I, mm. I mean, actually, it's not my life lesson, but like it's mm. not my life verse, but it's a scripture that means <laughs> a lot to me. Yeah. My life verse is Proverbs 3 5 and 6. Mm. Like trust in the mm. Lord with all your heart and lean not on your mm. own understanding. That one I've lived with that throughout my life because yeah. I've just there's some points I've just trusted God. Like God, yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna go through this, but you're gonna have yeah. to take control of that. Mm. But that's 69, mm. it means yeah. to me a lot because it said uh, yes. make plans, but the Lord yeah. determines our yeah. steps. Yeah, our so I I'll have my 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 plans in my head like this is what i want mm -hmm. to do this is what i want to do 
but then God yeah. will have mm-hmm. different plans and he's like no nope, yes. this is where I want to take you this is where I want to take you and this is how you're going to do yeah. it yes so what does Romans 10 9 mean to you so Romans 10 9 uh do you have an extra <laughs> uh, extra what an extra phone you could read it and then yeah let me get it let me get it here real quick i can get it on my on my computer yeah because i'm using my phone and it has my bible okay i want to read it right i don't want to paraphrase (laughs) yeah it says if you declare with your mouth jesus is Mm. the lord and believe Mm. in your heart the god Mm. raised from the dead you will Mm -hmm. be saved yes so that verse means a lot to me because like that's the beginning like it's like the beginning of a relationship with god and understanding him and giving your life to him and declaring that he's your lord and savior Mm -hmm. and being born again so for me i love i love fashion i love the things that i do but I know at the back of my mind, the reason is God. God has been like there since day one. And I've seen him move in my life in different ways. He has guided me. He has taught me virtues that I would never have learned anywhere. And every time I read the Bible, I'm reminded of who I am or from the beginning, even before career, even before anything else. So that's like something that I've seen that has worked for me and that has blessed my life so much. So I feel like if it's the best gift I can give to anyone, yeah. like you come to my page, even if you don't follow me, you read Romans 10, 9, mm-hmm. and then you can say, and I've had friends who have just read that and they have started like, you know, to know God and a relationship with God. And so that's, about the scripture because life my career is nothing without god and i trust him for every single day basically and yeah that's why i put it out there so that meet god maybe they could have come to watch a video but they meet god That is good. And it's always good to when somebody keeps God in in midst of everything. Yeah. Sometimes we get taken away by our achievements. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get taken away by our, like, when we achieve a lot of things, when you start making a lot of money, when you get to your dream that you've had as a child, uh, it mm-hmm. takes your brain away and you leave, yeah. you forget about your uh, struggles where you are. And I think last week I was mentioning something that I don't know how people got this mindset of like, when you become famous, when you get mm. this fame, then yes. you raise the level of pride. It's like, no, yeah. I'm proud. I'm this. Yes, you're exactly. a celebrity to the people of the world, but mm. one day you were not where you are. One day you were exactly. a local person. And exactly that's my prayer every day like no matter where mm-hmm. god takes me i just want to be mm-hmm. the same bonnie i was since day exactly. one and i know sometimes it's very challenging to be honest because you meet let's say you're gonna live in a community of people that are not believers and you're gonna stay there for like two years and it's upon you to really take the effort to just keep building that relationship with god because without him it's so easy to be like overweight but then if god is by your side you attach all these victories all these achievements as his Mm -hmm. right because in the first place he has blessed you with it so you're like a vessel that he's using to reach out like with this beautiful or a vessel that god is using to reach out so every time I'm reminded of that, I get so humble and I'm like, okay, keep using me, whether for big things or small things, whatever you choose, keep using me. And that kind of just makes you take off the, the take off your eyes uh-huh. on the material prize yeah. and then look at he who gives you that material prize. Yeah. 
and somehow it helps you like just chill and relax yeah. and just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If you want to walk barefoot, walk barefoot. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Dance of Gamers. Dance of Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone sets, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smart watches, and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.danceofgamers.co. That is www.danceofgamers.co. Yeah, I have a a clip that I not a clip, a picture that I took from your story, but it was a key point of what you took out from that video that you made of a mm-hmm. school. Like you yeah. never, sometimes you went to school barefoot. Sometimes yeah. you were hungry or you had just little mats i actually had in the video but Mm. the key point is i never felt poor or anything Mm. we were just happy kids and Mm. it blows my mind away like a lot of people in america they'll see how are those Mm. kids so happy and yet they're like like (laughs) a country but Mm. i like that key point so i I like that you mentioned that to other people yeah and I, I think that most of the kids genuinely, like back home, especially like in my hometown and also the places that are outside of the city, mm-hmm. you find that you would, like, let's say this is a soda, right? Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola. And kids wait one whole year to have one bottle mm-hmm. of soda. And it's like the best thing ever. How much is it? Like the soda is 1,000 mm-hmm. here in yeah, Uganda shillings. I don't know how much that is, is in. Uh, I think it would be like okay. a, maybe a dollar or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe cents. Yeah. May, yeah maybe actually. 1,000 Uganda shillings. Well, 1,000 Uganda shillings is cheaper. Like, that... it's like It's like a dime. Yeah. It's like a dime. Yeah. But like in the US, they sell their sodas like maybe a dollar or something which oh, is okay. in uganda but like if yeah. you compare in the uganda money like it's like a dime. Oh, mm-hmm. a dime but then the kids would be so happy i'm not even gonna say the kids we like mm-hmm. as children would wait a whole year to just have one bottle of soda mm-hmm. and then the joy that would come with that bottle of soda like that would make a child so happy you'd buy a child a bottle of soda and you're like oh my god you're the best auntie in the whole world and they are happy they are grateful i think also it turns down to our parents like they do focus i know like there's not every parent but the greatest percentage at least in my home village mm-hmm. kids will really appreciate the things that matter if they've eaten, they are happy. They don't care if they put on the same dress for two months. They are happy. They are going to play. The only time they won't be happy is when they are sick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a value that is so paramount. Because then you grow up and have all these things. Yes, you are happy. But then in seasons of luck, you're still happy. Mm-hmm. Because from my age, you're told to be grateful for the little. And you find that the kids are so joyous, like a happiness. You know, sometimes I get so happy when I meet, let's say, new people. Mm-hmm. You know, like the African vibe where like you meet a fellow African and you yeah. two minutes down, it's like you met, like you've been friends for like the past two years. Yeah. And yet you meet a person for the very first time. Right. So there's, there's just that spirit of community and togetherness. Mm-hmm. And somehow you find that the children have that as well. They'll play with one another. They're they, they not going to isolate each other. So in that sense, as a child, you don't feel luck. Mm-hmm. You can play with everyone, with other people that maybe are better off than you. You can still play with them. You have food. And maybe this food is not the the most luxurious food, but as long as it's food, whether it's from last night or two days ago, as long as it's not going to make you sick, mm-hmm. you're going to have a 
dust. You're going to play under the rain. You're going to play with a soil. And then when some people see, they're like, oh my God, when that dirt makes you sick. And you're like... <laughs> it grew up in that my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's like, you know, like sometimes I get those questions, right? So like there's a video I did about the winoa and how we use down to like maintain it and refresh it and someone comments that doesn't that cow dung get you guys sick <laughs> right yeah i saw that too yeah then i'm like do people think like we are the first people to live in africa like these are the first creatures of africa mm-hmm. they are people that have lived the same lifestyle like so many generations yeah. and they've these winners, the people that have never seen Kauda. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. someone tells you it's gonna won't you get sick? I used to do that too, actually, with my mom, but for us we used to do the cow dung on the floor. You're like our oh, floor. floor. We'll yeah. put in the flooring to just make the flooring mm-hmm. look better or something. But yeah, yeah. I, I and, and that thing the thing is really nice actually. It mm. actually smells good when it dries out. Yeah. But because people don't know something. And they feel like their standard should be everyone's standard. Mm-hmm. So when they ask you such questions, you give them the right answers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Without, without giving them the chance to feel like, oh, are you attacking me or anything? You're mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Yeah, be nice with it, uh, but then also pass your point out. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like how you talked about uh, children's happiness and bringing joy. And yeah. that brings me to your organization um organizational whatever uh non-profit or something you do and i want to appreciate you i always appreciate when people use their platform to help somebody else i try to do that myself like i want to use yeah this is my podcast but i want to use it to create awareness to seek something good for my friends back in uganda kids and you have little hands of grace how did yes. you set little hands of grace? Okay, so as we, like most of the African communities, it's so rare to find a family that will only raise their biological children. Mm-hmm. So somehow you find that maybe there's an auntie's child, an uncle's child, or even a neighbor's child. So like it takes a village to raise a child. So growing up, my mom has always taken care of other children who weren't really like biological, but you know, they come in and they are sisters and brothers. And there's nothing like, oh, she, uh, this child is from the neighbors. They bec- We become one. And you find that the lives of these children really change and they are taken care of and stuff. So that kind of just highlighted the fact that if most of us did that, then would make like definitely Africa and even the world beyond Africa a better place because whereas the children may have food maybe they have roofs over their heads some can't afford education and also some don't have their parents some maybe are abandoned or even some are just from very disadvantaged families and they cannot afford an education and it's something that someone cannot do by themselves. I, I would love to do it, but then you cannot take care of all of them, maybe just a few. So I then wanted to like, I start, I wanted something that could help like in any way, be it prayers, be it like just teachers coming, volunteering and just teaching kids, exposing them like to the world outside, to the things outside. And also people that can help scholastic materials close because I'm sure in this beautiful world, everyone has something they can give. Exactly. Yeah, everyone has something they can give. It could be a pencil, it could be a shirt, it could be just talking life into someone. There's always something, maybe even a hug. So that's how I started uh, with my friend, Little Hands of Grace, so that we could reach out, join hands and help rescue these kids. And hopefully they can also be able to help the kids that will come after them. Because if they're like, oh, someone helped me, because I won't say I was raised 
I went to an auntie at some point at a part, my mom's friend, my dad's friend. So if I was helped that way, if I was raised collectively, how about these other children? It would also be a very blessing for them to be raised by other people helped in times of need so that later on, they can also do the same thing to other children. So that's how I started Little Hands of Grace. That's self-explanatory how you just mentioned on the things you want to do. And uh, for all the yes. listeners out there that have listened to that, um, it's she said it, it's helping the kids with all these things that she's talked mm -hmm. about and you have a gofundme page on the link there yes so if, if there is anybody who is listening to this podcast today that feels like we want to donate something uh to a child in uganda or through um this little hands there's a gofundme page and you can also uh, talk to catch herself and she will you can contact her and she will give you more information about it if you want it um one other thing that I didn't mention that I wanted you to talk about was um, your collaboration with Nike and Home Girls. Like we have our <laughs> we have our representative. Oh yeah, from Uganda. Like yeah, I'm one of us cheeky today. So for, us, for us, what we do we just just be back here and just cheer, just cheer on you guys back there. But tell us, talk to us about that. Um, yeah. I know you, I saw we saw the behind the scenes and for those of you who don't follow your Instagram page you need to run there right now and just see the good work she's doing but Thank talk to you. us about it yeah so Nike and homegirls uh saw my videos the African lifestyle that life a day in life an African village and I think they really loved it because they wanted to show how this new innovation, the, uh, the sweatshirt collection that they innovated could fit in in a daily life, not only in America or not only in Europe, but also in Africa and like within, with the African lifestyle. And so that's how they reached out to my agent and they wanted me to do the collab with them and they sent the jumper all the way from California to wow. Oro in the village. It was a whole process, <laughs> but it arrived. <laughs> That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, and actually my family stood because for them, they felt like, I don't know, they felt like this was a huge, like, it was huge, yes. It is huge, it is huge, <laughs> I would say. But it's level, right? Yeah. Like, Okay, I was super grateful, but then they make you more grateful mm -hmm. because my dad is like hunting the compound for the set. I'm gonna shoot. My siblings are going to get the mangoes. I'm gonna use. Others are like, oh, this is the mat. Oh, yeah. other we are gonna wash this. That you use that. Mm -hmm. So you find that like the the production was super nice, and also it just. I think it was real. I felt it was a real production, like a real to life, real to our lifestyle, yeah. like no filters, no big cameras, <laughs> no crew, just the family, <laughs> the community yeah. rooting for their girl. Mm. So that video is out and they're excited and stuff. So is that's that how. Is is it your family that your your siblings that do the the your record your videos and the recording? Yes. That's really yes. Cool. They do a good job. <laughs> yeah. Tell them I said it's a good job. I need I need to hire them to help I'll me with my, <laughs> with my video <laughs> systems here. That's that's pretty good. Oh, and yeah. When you were mentioning about your family getting together, people ask mm -hmm. me, what's one thing you miss in Uganda now that you live in America? Mm -hmm. That's the one thing right there. Um, my family is all back in Uganda, my dad yeah. and my brother. So I just came here and I say my own life here. But one thing I miss is just my family. You know, in yeah. Africa, in Uganda, it's a collective thing. And I studied that in school. Mm -hmm. and say we have a it's a community, a community, yeah. like a community mm -hmm. thing. Like, well, if there's something that's happened, it's for mm -hmm. all of us. Like all mm -hmm. of us, no matter. What, but in yes. America, in America, when something happens, it's individualistic. So, like, oh, 
this is mine or this is my yes, my house this is, this is my property mm -hmm. so it's kind of individualistic but like yeah. in home you know chafe in awadi chafe and i i don't think i exactly and i don't think I, mine compares to yours but like i was nominated in the pals uganda awards for the podcast influencer of the year which was pretty cool because thank you when i say this podcast it's just something i said out of my house and they still be in my house but for me i have a big picture of like i want to share our stories i want to actually reminds me back of what you said earlier like about us people don't know about us and this is the reason i want to bring these stories so people who listen and my biggest audience is in the u.s so i want them to know that yeah these are the stories come on coming out of Uganda, yes. like people yes. actually doing things, they doing mm -hmm. things so mm -hmm. they can open their minds. And people, when they listen to this podcast too, and they come to your page, it's yes. open their minds. So maybe the future yes. generation, people want to make them curious. They want to go do the research. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's exciting that you do these things with your family too, and they yes. they I'm sure they're really proud um about you um and yeah christmas season is coming out this is what like you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier it's the one of the most celebrated seasons in in africa in uganda yes. um yes. you just talked about the soda like that's the only time we've had soda yes. like and you know so. like a different somehow that like it tasted different mm -hmm. you know that one you wait for for the whole year yeah and it tastes like heaven like it's worth it <laughs> like it wouldn't taste like that any other day yeah yeah for, you, you will feel weird drinking soda not on christmas like <laughs> this is not right <laughs> but yeah uh you need to go check out the little hands no let me, let me read the name right yeah little hands of grace and donate something for christmas help these kids uh, celebrate the christmas Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you can donate, you can send prayers, donate clothes. Mm. And yeah, if you're wondering if you can send clothes to Uganda, she just said mm. she received her Nike thing <laughs> from there to her village. So <laughs> stop asking questions if you can send clothes to Uganda. Yes, you can somehow, you'll figure. <laughs> But yeah, you can send all the. Um, I think like they have to maybe <laughs> pack them know. on the back of a well in the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. <laughs> They need to put them on the ostrich, actually. They should put them on the back of the ostrich. They should put them on the back of the ostrich and run them to you. <laughs> no, that was jokes. But yeah, you can yeah. mail them, you can mail them, or you can do yeah. anything. Um, so we're coming to close. I don't want to take a lot. I've already taken a lot of your time, but um, I want to ask you these last questions. Okay. What has been a life lesson you've learned in life so far? So one life lesson that I would share with someone out there is no matter where you're at, I've had people tell me, oh, Joy, I'm not happy where I'm at. Maybe I need to come back to that kind of simple life and be happy. I believe in God and I know somehow everyone has a force that is stronger than them that they believe in for the good of their life. So I believe that wherever you are at, you're gonna be blessed. Whether you're in the city, whether you're in the village, you're gonna be blessed. Just open up your heart to the abundance in the moment because we all have grace and what we need for today and tomorrow will be taken care of. So wherever you are, just know you're at the right place and you can choose to be happy. You can choose to do the things that make your soul alive and make sure it's accompanied with peace. And no matter what the society thinks of that, as long as you have peace, you have love in it, you have joy, you will be blessed. That of itself, once they start to see the joy that comes from you, choosing to be happy no matter where you are so that's one lesson that i would like to share yeah um those who have ears 
school year. And those who have eyes will see. Now you got me on peace. Um, that's one thing I I pray for. Like I just want peace in my life. I just yeah. want peace. Like for me, peace is like just peace and happiness. Like yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the other question is, what gets you excited about life? Yeah, what gets me excited about life is just trying. I don't know how I should say this. Hope it doesn't sound shallow, but just living and not worrying about life too much. You get we worry so much, honestly. Yeah. You have like a restaurant that is two steps away from you, right? Mm -hmm. But because everyone says, oh, she's an international model, how will they see her eating mm -hmm. in the Tonya? Mm -hmm. And for you, you know that like that you don't care like mm -hmm. that would give you so much peace or even like you want to take a walk you want to trek and then you're worried like oh what are they gonna think of me doing this but just like living life and letting life be life at the end of the day we were created one and then when we leave we live one yeah. so letting life be free not to make things hard. Yeah, for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I hope someone made sense out of it, but I, just I did. Like, I did. And I'm sure <laughs> other people will, will get something out of it. So we come to that question too, uh, that I told you earlier. Like, who would you like to see on my podcast next? And you're going to help me find <laughs> this person and connect them to me and then I'll reach out to them. Okay to get to them oh my god i would like to see so many people on this podcast but i would like to uh recommend maybe someone in line to the content that i'm doing right now recommending everyone no you just pick know. just pick one person and maybe the yeah. person will recommend the other person and then just like that uh, <laughs> And just so you know, like when I ask people those questions, like like my podcast, I like I I interview anybody, anybody who is willing to share a story, because I feel yeah. like there's power to somebody's story that God mm. can use to somebody. Yeah. So I don't look yeah. at the status of the person. I don't look at where they are in life. I just want somebody yeah. who is willing to share a story, and story. I don't look at it like oh, I only want celebrities on my podcast i only uh -huh. want to know anybody <laughs> could be on the podcast you can recommend but anyone anyone i've never got like i don't know okay do you my anyone like whatsoever category I whatever don't know. category they're in i think for to help you come down to yeah. somebody you want is you think about somebody who is willing to share their story or oh, somebody you would want to hear their story because oh, oh. we have a lot of friends that you don't know i mean you might be working with them but you you yeah. never, like really knew their background or like and you'd oh. want to sit down and listen to their story of something they talk about yeah like a story that would help inspire someone so of course i have so many friends that have very inspiring stories but for today, I would like to recommend. Oh my god, that question is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I, I can let you know. I don't know. <laughs> I can I can give you a pass, and then you'll have to just message me back of somebody. I'll just message you. <laughs> I'll think about it more, yeah. and then I'll message you. Okay, think about it. I don't want to put put you on the spot, but think about somebody that you want to have on the podcast and then you can message me and contact me or even you can contact them I'm like hey i want to recommend yeah. you for this yeah to ask okay. them if they would love to yeah because love some to. People, maybe they would prefer one-on-one -on -one off camera yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then i recommend them and they say no okay yeah that's fine too and i also say like when somebody says no it's not yeah. the end of the world like i feel like when yeah, somebody exactly. says yes it's it's gonna be a good story and it's gonna be I don't wanna force somebody to the party because yes. it mm -hmm. won't come out come out naturally. Yeah. Like some people, they don't want to, you know, like mm. you ask them yeah. a question and they don't wanna answer. 
you know, like it's just a vibe, you know, somebody doesn't give a but anyway, Joy, um, it was amazing to sit down with you, chat with you. I feel like yeah, I, I feel really happy to have this uh recorded and Thank talking to you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Any final word you want to say to my listeners? Yes, I never ran out of words. I don't know. <laughs> But I just want to tell someone out there who is watching this podcast that I'm super proud of you. And no matter where you are, no matter where you come from, sister here, and in my community, everyone, virtual or practice, or in everyone, virtual or in person, becomes a sister and a brother. So wherever you're at and whatsoever endeavors you are trying to do career-wise, dream-wise, aspirations, you have a sister rooting. And I pray that every single morning you wake up, you have a reason to keep going because you're born for greatness and you have a great purpose over your life. That's it. Uh, I'll send you away. So thank you very much. Hey there, uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.